on this week's podcast we're going to have a look back at the two games we're going to have a chat with Ben Foster from Wigan Athletic Ladies I've discussion around Paul Cook bit of club news and we'll look forward to the Reading game I'm Simon and this is the Progress with Unity podcast Welcome to this week's podcast in association with Oosh, your local driving school. Barry, how are we doing? Very well, thanks. Good, good. Paul? Alright. Brilliant. Adam? Great, thanks, yeah. Yep, thanks for being here. Uh, and Ben from Wigan Athletic. Ladies, how are you doing? Yeah, belting. Belting, thanks for having me. Good stuff. Well, we'll go into a bit more with Ben. It's a bit echoey tonight, isn't it? Yeah, we're the reason behind that is we're, we're in a different studio tonight due to ours being uh, unavailable for selection. <laughs> um, due to us not being able to get into the venue. Sacred Art. We're surrounded by balls. Yeah, Sacred Art. Um, Catholic Community Club. Yeah, in, yeah. The, in, the, in the sneaker room. So, apologies if the sound quality isn't the best. Hopefully, normal service will be resumed next week. Or when the doors are fixed. Absolutely. So, let's have a look at um, the Stoke game then. Let's delve straight in to the game down at the Potteries. Barry, how did you walk in football go? Walking football went very well. Uh, we played Stoke City around about lunchtime-ish, and uh, we beat them 2-1. Well organised event? Um, from the last point of view, very well organised. Stoke City, it was alright. We got match tickets, so you can't complain yeah, too food. much. No food, that was a big disappointment. Uh, and we got a coffee, but it cost £1.50. So what happened was that I popped two goals in and we won 2-1. There you go. <laughs> Well, well done. I was a draft cake in. Didn't expect you to finish. So the actual game itself, um, Stoke had the line share of possession. <laughs> 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 then the more attempts, 16 to our 10. Four on target to our two. Thornus, we actually won that uh, stat. Fouls, we committed more. Yellows, 3 to 2 in favour of Stoke. No reds. Stoke City 2, Wigan Athletic 1. Barry? Uh, usually disappointing. I thought we were very poor. Um, yeah, bad day. Um, Stoke looked half decent, but... Um, they had an early opportunity, didn't they, with a, a, a familiar foe. Pole. Yeah. Um, yeah, disappointing. Ben, you went to the game, didn't you? Yeah, um, I think... Nick Powell and James McLean obviously playing against us, their old club. Um, I thought they, they had really good games in particular. I thought in the first half it was pretty even, not really much to it. Um, obviously, I thought our goal was pretty lucky. Um, great, great to see something like that though. Um, but About time something like that went. Well, yeah, exactly. But um, I thought second half we weren't in it at all. and I thought that, I think it was a fair result on balance. Yeah, they, they controlled midfield, didn't they? Uh, yeah. They were more. Uh, I thought they were a lot brighter than us. Is it just new manager bounce, or is that? Do you think that's where Stoke are? Do you think they're decent? I lost last night, so. Yeah, well, they'll be lowest, so that's where they are, isn't it? Yeah. Regardless of what other people may say. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the I, I thought the first half was a lot better than Brentford because we competed. It was a game of football, so that that was that was. A, a positive because we actually turned it into a bit of a match. Um, 
and with the goal as well, I thought it, I, I liked the fact that we could break away with pace, which was, mm. which was good. I like that. It reminded me of a couple of times early on last season with breakaways like that. But then second half. So the, the key in that is the intent for me. Well, one thing I, I want to pick up, Adam, because you, you've been branded as a happy clapper on on social media. Well, branded as a little bit. Other things, yeah. We'll, we'll come into that later on. <laughs> um, style of football. So you've you've talked about the performance, and you've you've been a big advocate of performances in recent weeks. What do you think about that performance on uh, that style, and that that performance on Saturday? Uh, Saturday for me wasn't wasn't great in performance terms. So the. the the, the four games prior to um, Brentford, I thought the performances were good. Yep. We played football in the right areas, and um, the wide players looked dangerous. Um, but Brentford clearly terrible. And the Stoke game, as I said in the first half, I thought we competed well against a reasonable side. But in the second half, I just think we got very a bit panicky, and then we t we just went back to let's just launch it, launch it long really, and and. and I don't think that actually suits us, it's odd, but it's, uh, it's, it's weird because I don't think we really necessarily played like that in the first half, I thought our midfield tried to get it a bit more in the first half, and Morsi didn't have his, his best game the other night on Stigger uh, Stoke. I thought, I thought the disappointing part about uh, the launch, it was aimlessly launched, it weren't, I don't think, it was knocking it into space or knocking it out of play or knocking it to, towards the defenders, it, we weren't trying to pick out you See that's why, them. I mean I know we'll come on to the other game later and we've had obviously some pre-discussions, that's why when it said it looked a bit at times amateurish last night, I actually think our play looked more amateurish against Stoke, it looked like Aim was kicking it, but actually last night I actually thought, and it could have been the fact that Garner was good last night, but I thought it was more targeted and, and, and we were actually getting the, the ball to the right people. We suffered a major blow in the Stoke game, uh, Joe Williams, uh, who's been probably man of the match Play of the season, yeah. It? yeah. Mm. Um, out injured for a period of time. Um, what impact do we around the table think that's going to have on the team? I think it'll be massive for a start because we've no, uh, no sentiments coming for him, have we? We've had to go straight to two. Uh, where's Lee Evans? Injured, isn't he? Is he? I think he had an but no updates at all. No, no. updates since he had his injury. And we're yeah, a bit blur, aren't we? And you know what Moss is like for picking up the bookings. Yeah. Uh, and McLeod looks like he's another one. Started, hasn't he? Evan, is he on now? Three? Four, I think. Four, four is yeah. he? Cook's on four as well, isn't he? Yeah. Um, anyway, our next, next in line for play centre mate. Cook. <laughs> <laughs> he's got uh, suspended. What do you think about David Marshall as well? Well, before the season started, Adam was singing his praises. He seemed to, one or two people thought he had a shaky start, but I, I'm not sure if he did or he didn't. But he's, I think he's shown his qualities now. Yeah. Class keeper. Marshall's been top three players for me this season. Now, following off that Stoke game, we had quite a, a heated debate, didn't we? And sorry to not include in this, Ben, but we, had, we had, did have quite a heated debate. You got to chip in um, when we go where we go. Um, I had a little bit of a poll, didn't we, regarding um, how things are going and, and what our next actions would be. Might be worth saying as well, this was, I think this was on Monday, so, yes, yeah, so it wasn't the, the usual sometimes people like you have before, so straight after a game, straight after a game, yeah, yeah. reaction. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I always clear my head first before making a, a decision. <laughs> well, <laughs> we, we, we had, um, we had a, a discussion, didn't we, um, and round the table, uh, well, in, in the podcast crew, we had uh, five of us voting, 
free voted to um, Outcook to get rid of Paul Cook. Change of manager. Change of manager. Mm-hmm. And two voted for Remain. We're not going to name names on who's done what. What, what, what's everyone's thoughts on well, following Saturday names. game? Well, yeah, well, I got the floor names. up that I was cooking. I was, I was cooking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't you? Okay, so if you were out, I, really, I think the jury's out, and I think the jury's still out with where we are. Cause but for me, it's it the performance and and where things are going. Are we going into this now? Or are we doing well, not so I want to do it in a two-parter. All right. And you'll see... Well, for me, last night, it did change everything. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let, let's cover Millwall then, we'll come back in. So, Millwall last night, um, they dealt with us on possession, uh, we outdid them on attempts and attempts on target. Corners, pretty even. Fouls, again, pretty even. Two Millwall yellows to one, Wigan yellow, and twice we rese- uh, surrendered uh, a lead to finish the game 2 2. And um, Wigan played. In the words of Mike Bassett, England manager, four four in two. What's everyone's thoughts on last night's game? Oh, we we snatched the points away from home, which yeah. is always a good result, isn't it? Yeah, I think, like Barry said, it's not changed a thing because I think had we lost uh, at Stoke, uh, sorry, having lost at Stoke, had we lost last night. I think you might have well been seeing people pulling triggers. That would have been four in a row. Yeah. Mm. Had we won last night, I think your stay of execution comes, but as it is, it's changed nothing. So I think we're pretty much going to Saturday's own game with if we if we win, he keeps his job. If we lose, I think we're still struggling. Yeah, because one point. I, I think it was a be- better than Stork last night. So what are you, did you Ben? Did you see him? I, I think last night was a was a tough one because I thought the goals that we created, I thought Pilkington's strike was, was was awesome. I thought it was a brilliant goal, um, but that came again from quite a direct ball, um, and I thought I thought Kiefer did well to kind of knock that down. And obviously it was a great finish. I thought the Robinson goal was a fantastic Super. move. I thought it was it was a bit it was a bit reminiscent of our League One. Quick passing, lots of movement, and then obviously a great but strike at the end. One similar at Hull, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was the second goal at Hull. I think the goals that we conceded, though, it was again, it was the same mistakes that we've seen pretty much every week I th- I, I on thought, the road. Uh, Smith said it was quite good, but you know, first time I saw it, but seeing it again later on, um, yeah, I think we could have dealt with it a bit better. I've, I've not seen it, but Matt Smith Edder, is that not yeah. one of those things <laughs> well, that's telegraphed yeah. from but, I mean, it, six it, months before you played the game? It could have been done, but it could have been dealt with. Pilkington yeah. came in, made, made a change into You can tell he's not 100% fit, though, can't you? I mean, he, he was blowing out of his backside after 20 minutes. We'll come to that in a moment with the changes again. All right, okay. sorry. I want to say it. Sorry, I will come to that. I don't mean, I don't mean I'm taking over his chair. No, no, no. no, no, no. Go on. You've, yeah. you've done this once this week, uh, Adam, so uh, I'm not going to argue with you as, as chair. Come on. <laughs> Well, I mean, talking about your, you know, the passages of play, I thought we two or three within the game, but I, I was struggling to find many more than that, where, where we strung the passes together and put some good movement. Uh, there was still quite a bit of lumping it forward. But is a mixed performance not necessarily a bad performance because of the... You can't, for me, going long 
all the way through a game, it will not work. But actually, sometimes when you don't necessarily have the personnel, I think trying to be fancy and play it out all the time. All yeah, no, I, agree, I, agree. I don't know whether last night was a decent away performance because it was a bit of a mix. You know, at times we yeah. played some nice stuff. At other times, like you said, it did look a bit yeah. Sunday football. I like us keeping possession. I like us there being nothing on, so we knock it back and start again. Second uh, goal was shows what yeah, we yeah. Do, but but, but that, that's what I meant by good, good stuff. But mixing for me, it was only only two or three times within the game we did that last night. Yeah, I think mixing it up, bit of passing, and the odd long ball here and there is. What do you think of Joe Gara's performance last night? Excellent. Yeah, I thought he was very good. Led the line well. Yeah. Um, we not, let's get to the, the hot topic at the minute, I think. We can go in and analyse games, and I think the majority of people have watched last night's game. And the subs will probably come into that debate anyway, won't it? It's kind of. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. It depends if it's brought up. So, there's been a lot of rumbling on uh, lately about uh, potential managerial changes at the club. Um, Adam, you've given an interim review, haven't you, of how things are going? Um, you did a piece for Sky Sports. Yeah, so that was pre pre-stoke. Pre-stoke, yes. Um, how was that received by the uh, <laughs> winning public? Uh, well, I, I did actually get the, the quiet ones saying that it was a it was a. Yeah, well, your mum messaging you, we don't really. Yeah, yeah. and. Uh, Billy the Bee. Okay, yeah, you say it was a good. You're um, doing a very good political thing here. What I would, what I would say is that um, I, I think there were quite a lot of people who um, disagreed with my rating uh, and also disagreed with the fact that I said at the time Cup was the man for the job. Now, I think last week before Stork, it was still probably a, ma- a majority was in, in favour, albeit or maybe only just. Yeah, when we sat around that table. So remember, I was writing that before Stoke and Millwall games, um, and I stand by everything I put on there. Really, I, I, I honestly thought that I looked at it and I thought, fifty percent of the games, I thought, I think we've done, we've, we've done okay. We've brought some new signings in, which again, for me, some have done okay, some have done been exceptional, uh, like Williams and uh, Marshall to an extent, and Mulgrew. Um, it's not that bad the point. <laughs> so they're just in these studios. Yeah. yeah. Um, and in terms of Cup being the man for the job, that was that was informed by the fact that for me he'd done it he'd done it before at this level. Uh, I, I could kind of see what we were what we were trying to do. So is he is he still the man for the job for you? Yeah, he's still at this as I sit around this table now, the Millwall the Millwall thing showed it up a little bit for me, but I'm not saying in any way, shape or form that the next two games will not inform me. If we lose the next two games... I'm going to give you a scenario then. We lose the next two games, but the performances are good. That's something you've taken a lot on this, this season, performances. So we play out of our skins and we lose to a 90-second minute winner in the next two games. Which is likely to happen. Yeah, it's a good... Very good question. So Obviously, what, um, what happens then? Training is a barrister. <laughs> you visited the law school the other night. I did indeed. Um, what happens there? I think, I think you, get to a, you get to a point, in my view, that if you put the good performances in, then eventually we will get that bit of luck. Yep. Well, I know what you're saying. In, hypothetically, <coughs> if that actually occurs, I think, I think the, the board would have to look at it and say, if we lost both of those, would it be one point out of a possible 21? 
So again, I think I think you get to a point where because also within that we've had two two poor performances. I think lose those two games, even if they're nice performances. I think I think then results take over. But at the moment for me, the results are not terrible because also I, I presume we'd be in the bottom three. Yeah. Um, ben, bit of a difficult one for, for you because of your mm. position. Um, but as a fan, first and foremost, um, what, what's, what's your outlook? How do you feel um, things are going on? Well, I've got, I've got to be, uh, I think I'm going to be very political with this, to be honest. Because um, obviously I don't want to tell enough of anybody for saying the wrong thing. But what, I think what would your dad tell you to do, Ben? <laughs> um, he'd probably say, yeah. He'd probably say, just come out with it. But I think, I think to be honest, I don't think it's, it's, it's an easy question because... I mean, we were discussing earlier about we've both been to the training ground, we've both seen um, training sessions, and we've both agreed that Paul is a very, very, very good coach, as are the rest of the coaching staff. So we've seen that side of it, and I do think he is the right man for the job, but I do think there needs to be improvements. I think it'd be naive to say that we were doing... I think, I think we're not where we wanted to be at this stage. I think last season... We came up, obviously, we we were quite happy with being around this area. We thought, OK, we're probably expecting a season of that. I thought a lot of people would say that we wanted to push on this year with yeah. the signings that we made, the money that we spent. And whether the results are because of the fact that we have got a lot of new signings and it's taken a while for a few to bed in, others have hit the ground running, Williams and Robinson. But it's... The away form is is so it's it's interesting for me as a coach because it's the same mistakes every week regardless of the performance. A lot of the time we don't play well away from home, but even when we do, we do see the same mistakes. So that for me says is that is that the management's fault or is that a psychological aspect that the management can't control themselves? So should there be um, you know, I, I don't know what the sports site situation is at Latics or anything, but yeah. What's your view on in terms of? Obviously, you've got you've got the coaching side of things playing playing the game, but how how, how important is it? Do you think to have the, there's some managers can play the psychology card well, mm. but how important is that for you? The, the psychology of it, or do you think it is? It's just patterns of play that are going wrong. Yeah, I think mentality is massive, um, and it's mentality's so difficult to get right as a coach because you know you'll, you'll have heard a lot of talk about winning mentality but to, to to kind of instill that in a club it's difficult I thought Cook got it pretty right for the first season you know we had that that swagger about us we had that attitude we, we thought we'd go into every game and we'd um, especially every away game we'd score you know three or four most weeks weren't we and it, it was oh we'd score a late winner if we exactly yeah and we, we had that we had that never say die attitude I think since coming up I don't think some of his comments have helped personally I think he does have a tendency to try and be too respectful to the opposition which I, I completely understand but at the same time I think that uh, if you look at what Paul Jewell said when we came up under him, it was it was all about we're not here to make the numbers up, we're here on merit and we're, we're gonna we're gonna challenge for everything. And I think Cook's comments at the start of last season were quite telling when he said I can't remember which game it was after. It might have been after the Villa game. We lost um, three two to Villa, 
there was there was a comment similar to um, where he was saying that he didn't mind if every game was like that where we'd, we'd go out and we'd, we'd score didn't matter how many proceedings because we had the attitude of we'd, we'd go and we'd try and score more and I think that attitude instills a lot of belief in the players it gives them the the the, the desire to go out and to try and attack every game and I think maybe over recent months we have been a little bit a little bit reserved with ourselves mm. and it, with it, the comments it, made is it, I, I think some of that comes naturally doesn't it mm. and as a player if if you know that you're on a poor run and, uh, as a team you do not want to be the one that's copping the bollocky when you go back in yeah. so you start being more cautious in what you do which means that everything just becomes more defensive and that's why I was so pleased to see him breaking at speed on um, Saturday yeah Barry what's your thoughts you've been very quiet in this uh, oh, changing of um... I've been listening and uh, you know um, I think this season for me uh, has been very very disappointing um, Paul Jewell Paul Jewell the psychology is working uh, Paul Cook at the beginning of the season said you know, uh, hovering around the relegation places isn't enough this campaign we have to improve um, so I've had a look at some of the, the, the fixtures I mean uh, you talk about runs and different things since we beat Birmingham on the 1st of October uh, we've played 8 games 24 points have been available we've picked up 5 we've dropped 19 so that got me thinking like that's October November-ish um, oh in that time as well we've only scored seven goals so in eight games we've scored seven and I think that's where the problem lies we're not scoring goals so I, I had a quick look through through, through the season most of my month uh, trying to get a big picture out of the little bits um, August which I seem to recall wasn't too bad we picked four points up from a possible 18 really? we dropped so we dropped 14 goals we only scored four goals in six games we scored three of them in the first game, didn't we? Yeah. I think September was better. September, it? we got just just below 50%. We've got four points from nine. We only played three games in September because we had the uh, two international breaks, didn't we? Yeah. Uh, but again, we only scored four goals. Uh, got to October with seven points from 15. Uh, again, so we scored four goals in five games. November, one point from 12, scoring four in four. So... I think there's a common theme though where we're not scoring enough goals uh, obviously because uh, but I think it's the way we're set up for me there's, there's, there's just no improvement uh, I know Adam said that he, he felt and I also felt that the, the performances uh, were quite good against four uh, games yeah, yeah. I agree with that. But, but I didn't I mean I was thinking uh, have we turned the corner or is it a false storm I, I'm beginning to think now maybe it was a false storm if, if we're going to go on all season and struggle we're going to pick points up here and there we're not going to finish or hopefully we're not going to finish the season on what we are now which is 16 points we are going to pick points up here there and everywhere so for me going to, to Millwall who looks a very poor side I must admit I think they've had a new manager bounce because they've only picked up results since he's came in really they've got the new manager bounce and I think that's going to alter for them so that's a team that for me is going to be down at the bottom Borough are a team that's going to be down at the bottom we lost there um, we've, played, we've got to play both of them at home I, we've lost our own form now yep we've played two, our last two games we, uh, we've lost we've lost 
5-1. But we lost, yeah, we lost sure, to a good side. Like, I, I think it's too early to say we've lost, yeah, our, uh, we've yeah. lost our I don't, I don't think two, two, I don't think two games... One game, really. The yeah. Swansea game was the biggest... Honestly, that was an absolute... Yeah, probably, uh, that yeah. was a disgrace. Well, it, still, and, and going back to psychology, you have to be a hell of a psychologist to tell players that actually they're good players and they're playing well when they keep losing. Hmm. Because that result in the end column is going to override... Anything the yeah. tries to tell. We're a professional football club. The only thing we play for is to win football matches. We don't play. Playing well comes second. We play to win football matches. We're a professional What would you rather You're sensible though, but. What would you rather have a performance or three points? You can't win, Paul Cook. You can't win. Ooh, not, with you, not with you, you're fair enough. But I remember yeah. after the Birmingham game, he was getting slated. And I didn't think that was a bad performance. And after the Birmingham game, they said, this football is dire, it's anti football. So hold on a minute, on that one, then you say it's down to the results, uh, sorry, down to the performance. Then we put some performances in, and then it gets to the stage where they're saying, oh, we're not getting the results, it doesn't matter about the performance. So they just don't, there's some no. people who don't actually like yeah. Cook. They but don't the like the him because he's a scouser. No, 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 Adam. But honestly, the it's common it, link it is they, they do like to moan. And that is that is highlighted in something that was done today. So we're not this isn't the BBC, we're all entitled to, to, to yeah. say yeah, that's yeah. one thing. <laughs> you know, even though I am a, a Labour man, uh, you know, you can't just keep cutting me off. On the back of Paul that people do like Simone. Yeah. And I picked it up today, Danny Tabner complained about how slow our ball boys give the ball back <laughs> to, to the players. Well, on the back be... of us getting a draw yesterday. And I'm, I'm, I'm not that 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 it, Simon. The manager must yeah. told the ball I'm not, I'm not. take your time giving the ball yeah, back. Yeah, the reason you yesterday. Well, Again, how long you coaching ball boys? <laughs> I think well, well, that, 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 the only reason is because of the Spurs game. But I honestly think we need to sack Paul Cook of bringing Paul Cook. The Paul Cook that we had when, when we were a league one side and he came in when we were desperate, when we were down on our asses, and we needed, we needed that injection of positivity. Because Paul Cook, this Paul Cook we've got now has lost all that. The, the comments that were attributed to him at Stoke on Saturday, if they're true about Stoke being such a wonderful club, a big club, they shouldn't should be with all the athletic, it was great to see the Britannia Stadium bouncing. Those are disgraceful comments well, from the manager of Wigan Athletic. Stoke are found a member of the Football League, aren't they? Doesn't matter. I think, I think the most frustrating thing... So are Bury. I think the most frustrating thing you say that maybe people don't just like, just don't like Cook, I think the most frustrating thing for people is the fact that we have seen the other side of him. We've seen the positive side of Paul, we've seen, we've seen what his football can be. And I think... I think the most frustrating thing is it, it, it goes down to um, we were discussing earlier after the Stoke game last season when we had the whole change in, in I wouldn't say in his personality but the whole change in the style and everything came from when we had those the injuries to the front four didn't we uh, Greg Powell Jacobs and Massey all got injured and I think when you have such a good season like we did in League One and then the, the whole premise of your team your whole front line gets injured it will make you question what you have to do and I, I think to an extent we haven't recovered from that um, and I yeah, think the most frustrating thing is that we've seen how good it can be yeah. and we're not really seeing that now I, 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 well, the thing is when you say that in snippets you think that we can be as good as anybody we can and that's it I, like you say that's the thing that is frustrating but good teams don't do it in snippets 
No, but you've you've got to believe in yourself enough. I'm not, I'm not saying we're great. To do it. The potential. To, this group's not got the potential to be challenging for promotion, but I think we've very much got the potential to be a mid-table side, and, and, and we're nowhere near that. The thing is, though, Barry, when you say they're not not got the potential to be challenging for promotion, you're seeing a lot of them making daft mistakes, giving up daft goals. You take that away. And suddenly you will see him as having potential for promotion. Well, you alluded to it last night, yeah. didn't you, about still... Uh, Goal scorers, Wigan Athletic, Dunkley defender, five. Pilkington midfield, two. He's not playing Evans midfield, yeah. Jacobs midfield, Kipri defender, Law midfield, Morsi midfield, Robinson midfield. But... All one each. Also one, uh, with three strikers who yeah. scored a goal. Windass, Geldert and Moore. And Moore's was a penalty. They're, they're, the, they're the cold hard facts but when you play one up front Holmes. the whole idea Holmes. is that the other players oh, get up and support well, it get and they haven't been doing yeah, it because they've been bloody frightened to death of making mistakes I think that, I think a big problem with, with what we've been seeing recently is, is the midfield for me because I think we, we do seem to be very very static I think if we I think when we, when we changed it to three midfielders we looked a lot better because that Coincided with a good performance, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Into the game more. But I think, I think in general we have a lot of defence-minded midfielders, and it, it. Well, yeah, Williams is good enough to play anywhere though. Forward, I think he can get forward. Williams, yeah, he's yeah. really he's playing in it. Yeah, he's a playable somewhere. Defensive-minded midfielders, when the shit sits in the fan, will become defenders. They won't become attacking midfielder. You know, attacking midfielder will say, "I don't care what's happening. I'm trying to fix this by getting forward and scoring." Whereas defensive-minded person will try and fix it by not conceding anymore. Okay, I think we're just straying from the original topic that we had there. It's another topic we can have for another day. But we have got a, a guest in our third studio of the night, um, Ben Foster from Wigan Athletic Ladies. Um, so, Ben, um, give us and the listeners a bit of a background about yourself, how you ended up in such a position. Well, I mean, I've been coaching for about 18 months, two years now, so I'm very, well, relatively new to coaching. Um, you'll know yourself, Sam, and I, I had big dreams to become an actor one day. You did, yep. Um, yeah. I'm still very surprised that you... Uh, <laughs> yeah, well... You've been acting that since you come here. Well, exactly, yeah. <laughs> But um, a lot of a lot of life changes. I had, I had quite a few personal issues and took a look and thought it, it was it coincided with the League One season with Cook. To be honest, it was the thing that kept me going was football and was in particular that Wigan Athletic side and that that Paul Cook team. And so I thought we'll have a rethink. We'll try and we'll go about this and we'll, we'll you know I'll, I'll do do what I love. And so did me level one pretty pretty straight off the bat, pretty easy. Um, started coaching at FS Coaching Academy with a guy called Michael Owen um, he's been fantastic for me uh, went to Liverpool John Moore University did uh, was their head coach of the women's team uh, for a season that didn't end as we wanted it to um, so we parted ways and then in the summer I saw an application online for Latics Ladies and fired it across had a few chats with Danny Mack the manager and yeah, so you, you're, there, you're there with Danny. I, I'm, uh, I know Danny. Uh, go back some years. Um, how's everything going at Wigan Athletic Ladies? Um, so a bit about how you, how your season's going so far, um, future uh, ambitions uh, and things like that. I mean, it's it's been a very 
it's been a mixed season. We're not where we want to be at all. It's been poor in terms of results, but again, it's that results of performance issue again. Um, it's it's a difficult one because we're in the fifth tier. We, last season, we had a lot of players leave. It was quite a big player turnover, and unfortunately, that happened again in the summer this year. So it's been a bit of a, a semi-rebuild this season. Um, we were hoping to be challenging near the top of the table, top three, top four kind of area, and it's it's turned into a bit of a scrap down at the bottom. But it's it's a young squad. It's a squad that's learning. It's a squad that I think has got the potential to be really good players individually. And if we can crack the again, it comes back to mentality. If we can crack that and we can get them playing well together, I think we've got the makings of a really good squad for the future. So I take it it's amateur level um, at, at that level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's grassroots level. Uh, how do you, how do you deal with then obviously work commitments? Um, People going out having a having a drink, you know, Saturday nights and stuff like that. Sounds like my football career. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. I mean, we, we are lucky because we do have we do have a squad of, of of really talented players and really committed players. The issue with it being a young squad is a lot of them are coming into the age where they've they've, they've discovered King Street and all that, mm. which um, you know, we which we as coaches have to deal with ourselves. You know, they are it is grassroots level. They are people. They have yep. their own Same lives. You know, so we can't. We can't. It, it, it's one of them. When, when you're at grassroots level, it is all about trying to build a squad that is as committed as you are as coaches. And we, we can only ask that they they are as passionate about it as we are. And they are they are as passionate about it. Yeah, they're a young squad. They might make mistakes every now and again, um, but we can't really fault their their commitment to it. It, it must be frustrating because I've seen you, you playing one week you playing Mersey Rail, mm-hmm. ladies, and then the next week you're playing Fleetwood. Um, you know what's what's that standard like between the teams that you're playing? Because I, I, I presume Mersey Rail must be made up of potentially people who work for for Mersey Rail, um, as we as you used to have local teams around here, didn't you? That you pull in, and then you got Fleetwood. I presume have got a similar setup to yourselves. Mm. We were at Fleetwood on Sunday. And it's at Fleetwood have got a fantastic setup. The the women's team at Fleetwood play out of the um, Pool Farm. Yeah, 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 Pool Farm, which is a, a, a just a, a really, really 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 good yeah. setup. Um, it's. I think in terms of the quality in the league, like I said, it's the it's the fifth tier. It's 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 grassroots. So where do you play then? Where's your own? Uh, we played Dean's Trust um, in in Oral. What it, was Abigabi? I think it was. Yeah. Is it, it is is the plan to try and draw you in close? Because you are obviously uh, affiliated with Wigan Athletic yeah. uh, Football Club. Is your aspirations to move into any potential indoor training area setups that we may? Or may not have. Well, we know we're having them um, mm. coming up very Soccer soon. Dome. Soccer dome, yeah, yeah. Still, it's, they're it's, in. Yeah. They're in. Is, is that is that no the is that, is that the vision? Is that where you, where you would ideally? I'm not saying that, that it's all in, in uh, stone, but is that where you would like to see your ladies go? I mean, it's it's a difficult one, really, because obviously our priorities and the the main club's priorities are completely different. We are very focused on on ourselves, and and Latics have obviously got um, a million and one things to think about. In terms of the progress, the plan is we want to be self-sufficient and self-funded as a club to get to the point where players don't have to pay subs and within the next five years we want to be paying players. Um, In terms of the connection with Latics, we have had meetings at the start of this season. Um, We've had meetings with Jonathan Jackson, with um, Tom Flower, head of the Community Trust, and they were positive meetings. They were they were very clear to us that there was no money, which is understandable. But equally, 
they've said that well they, they, they've, they've tried to ha- they, there's a let me get this right there's a an advert has gone out for a women's football improvement officer so in terms of the the main club side although we've not seen any monetary or commitments in terms of training grounds whatever we have seen the start of, a, of a process yes the provider no la- la- so la- latic providers with 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 kit training kits a bit different we have to go through puma for that yeah. um so it's 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 above me anyway it's, yeah. it's, well, it's, it's, it's basic things like washing the kit no so that's all that's all no self sufficient right, the club okay. the club is is run self sufficiently mm-hmm. but we are looking to change that in the future well, yeah, I suppose you'd like a like, little bit of both, really. Wouldn't you? You'd like to have your own autonomy, mm. but 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 still have them to you know support you. Yeah, I, I do think it's important that the club is a separate a entity work, to each other. It's superb, but it's 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 one of them. I mean, very articulate. It's it's difficult to really. I, I think it's it would be unfair to put any kind of blame or any negative spin on what what the main club are doing for us because. It is the start of something. Yeah, yeah. I think it's yeah. women. It is women's football interest in that sense, isn't it? Because there are some that obviously, clearly, it, Man United for years didn't really. They yeah. weren't affiliated. It was only only like, past couple years, of years. Yeah, yeah. And obviously, you now got. I think there's stuff going on at Salford, isn't there? Yeah. They're, they're, they're kind well, what was the last England game at Wembley? Did they have seventy nine thousand? Oh, in the Quake Seven thousand seven hundred sixty eight. There you go. That's why yeah. this people are taking seriously. And, and obviously, obviously, there's a massive buzz. I, I watched a lot well, of the England the women's football. Decent time. Yeah. That's the thing. That's yeah. the key thing. Well, women's football is a really interesting one because you mentioned the attendance at Wembley. Then attendance is well, the women's Super League in England is the only fully professional league women's league mm. in Europe um, and they do get big attendances in one off games because they open the stadiums up and it's, it's break, cheap yeah. tickets and you, for example the Manchester Derby North London Derby but on average the attendance is I mean the two highest attended teams are City and Chelsea Chelsea are getting 1800 on average and City are getting 1400 on average so if you then put that back in terms of us in terms of Latics if you are the main club looking at women's football it does need to be. Yeah. It needs to be a kind of what can you offer us? Mm. Yeah, well, kind of an arrangement, the, can't it? You know, you look you look at Latics before we sold them off, losing seven million a year. Mm. You come looking for money, you're going to struggle, aren't you? Exactly. I mean, in terms of investment, we're we're not. Obviously, we would like investment, but we're not. Um, we understand that we aren't a priority. The, the club have been very honest with us. They said, obviously, with the new owners, with all of that, the money's not there. We aren't a priority, which we understand, which is fine. Um, Local businesses, are they? Well, I mean, like, like driving skills. Little <laughs> 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 plug there. I mean, so, so the aim is the aim is in terms of a five-year plan. Let's say we do want to be paying players. We want to be currently we're in the fifth tier. We want to be promoted in the next few years, at least once, hopefully twice. Um, but in terms of the investment, I mean, you look at clubs like Fylde, Chorley, uh, Burnley, for example. Now Burnley's a bit different because they have a Premier League club behind them I don't know the exact figures but Burnley were in a similar position to us a few years ago I think it was something like £100,000 over a couple of seasons and I think they got double promotions so the, the level of investment in terms of in comparison to the men's yeah, game is, well, is ridiculous where do you need to go from there because you say you're in the, the fifth tier mm. where does it start getting tasty you're looking at third tier I mean because it goes Women's Super League Championship 
then it goes into the National League uh, Northern Premier and then into your National League Division 1 um, and then way below that so really it's non-league up until about the 30 when it becomes and that starts the teams playing do you get players. FA Cup um, entries in yes. your league yeah yeah, yeah. We, so you get FA Cup entries across the board it's how's like, that gone we've not been in it this year sadly um, so we've been in three competitions two or three competitions this year we've obviously we've had the league we've had the county cup and I think we've had the league cup as well I, I, I'm quite fortunate I get to see a lot of what's going on because obviously we're friends on, on social medias mm. um where can people find out? How do our listeners and Latics fans out there get um, get to see what's going on? Uh, social media is the big one. Um, if you search for Wigan Athletic Ladies on Facebook, uh, Wigan uh, ALFC on Twitter, and it's the same on Instagram. Um, and we try to put as many different things out as we can. There's always game announcements. What about players? Uh, we're going to we're gonna hopefully recruiting. be having a big recruitment drive over Christmas. Yeah, what age? Uh, ideally 18 plus, but 16 plus. Do you just run one team or do you have reserves? So we've got, so there's the first team, uh, so that's open age, you have to be 16 or 17. Um, and then we have the development squad, which is the same age range, um, which I'm, I'm now manager of, fortunately. And then below that, it's your uh, under 18s or the 16s. Yeah, yeah, things yeah. Change, just, just a quick question. Things changed recently because obviously now the, the FA's ra- raised the age, haven't they, where you can play in mixed leagues? Mm. I think it's now up to 17, yeah. isn't it? So girls can play with boys up to that, yeah. that particular age. So is that had an impact on sort of like trying to get them up through the ranks? No, not really. I mean, in terms of the development squad, because we've, we've got a very, very talented uh, under, six, under 16s group. Um, so previous years we probably would have promoted them a little bit earlier um, so now we're having to wait a little bit longer but hopefully when we see them come through we're going to have a, a really good development squad to supplement the, the first team the main issue for us has been has been numbers this season so we are going to go on a big a big recruitment drive over Christmas and into the summer Is there anything else you'd like to bring in Blackets Ladies Wise any questions you've been asked to cover or do you think you've covered everything? No I'd just say follow all the social medias on uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram and we play our home games at Dean's Trust in Oral Um, used to be Abram Guest Academy Um, and if you can get down watch your games completely free it's non-ticketed events Um, and hopefully we'll we'll see some people there Spot on and obviously staying with us for for the rest of the pod Mm-hmm. Which now takes me into an event that um, Adam held on Friday night. Just a quick one, Adam, on this. Uh, uh, the Policing Football event at uh, HL University. Really good event, I must say. Um, myself and Ian Wadsworth were there representing uh, Wigan Athletic. We uh, oh, saw Kev. Yeah. You were bigger uh, than the Anfield rat. Yeah, it was, a, it was a really lively event, and that might sound daft to those listening, but it got quite heated at one point from uh, some questions, but... What I want to say is the panel was really good, the uh, the police that we had in, um, the Football Supporters Association, really good listening to how they integrate with uh, fans, um, and obviously if you ever get in trouble at football, do give them a, you know, yeah. get in touch with them because they can, I think they can really support you because I think what we, we all may think is a minor offence can actually impact you. What goes with, it's what goes with it, isn't it, as well? I mean, yeah. Obviously we all live for football and, you know, something that you can get dragged into, you end up with a, a banning order. You know, it can, and, and you can't watch the thing that you love, and then you lose all your other th- like your obviously restrictions on um, 
where you can and can't be on match days and all those kind of things? One thing um, uh, quickly to, to mention, I think the, the doctor who was there from Manchester uh, University, Pearson, yeah. yeah, he's done some work, hasn't he, on fan culture, um, fan behaviours. That might be worth, I think, for our listeners to be able to maybe have a look at and see what, see what they think and how they interpret things. Um, is there any way you can point them to, to go and look at that kind of stuff? Yeah, well, there's a, there's a project called uh, a naval project, uh, which is basically observing kind of police tactics uh, and looking at sort of new methods, really, of, uh, of policing. They're very much more sort of in favour of. They say it works best when police liaise with fans rather than sort of just identifying who they're identifying trouble, for example. So, I think that's one of the big things findings that they've had is more training in sort of how to how to liaise with fans. Um, is that is that liaising with fans on during an incident or prior to an incident or is that that? No, no, just just generally on a, on a match day, sort of getting in a pub, you know, for example, speaking to the fans, finding out a bit yeah. more than them, getting into a dialogue with them, really. So it's not an us and them mentality. Um, just one, just one, uh, one, one final point that I found quite interesting. I think our listeners and us in here was the discussion that was had around potentially drinking again on the stands, um, which, correct me if I'm wrong, Adam, unanimously the panel said they would um, support research and, and further developments in that, uh, looking at the possibility of that coming back into, into play. Uh, it's something I think, obviously, is definitely on the radar, isn't it, among security and football supporters associations? I think a lot will depend on what happens with the uh, election. I don't, I don't think the Tories would repeal that uh, legislation. So, but I th- sometimes I do think you're a bit thick as mints. But that uh, <laughs> that evening on Friday, it was um, was spot on. So uh, thank you, thank you for having me. Thanks for the feedback, Si, mm-hmm. and uh, maybe we could have a, a discussion about it one day on the pod. Yeah, it was more of pl- pleasing Leeds United in, uh, in football. <laughs> right then, so we are reading our way uh, down this agenda to play Reading on uh, Saturday at the, um, at the DW. And um, Jeremy Simpson from Carnforth is going to be in charge he's really? refereed nine games issued 28 yellows and two reds is he from Carfors? <laughs> he is Barrett didn't he refers against Preston? yeah in August his previous our previous against oh, Reading uh, we've played 46 games won 18 drawn 11 lost 10 the last meeting was 3-2 in March where we were robbed it's a full oh, season though horrible yeah. day that. I felt sick after that game. 3-2 and the last one was at the DW on the 24th of November 2018 almost a year ago it was nil-nil. Adam, who have we got on Adam's ask? Well, we've got a regular hat-trick ball for uh, Becca from uh, Reading. Should we have a listen? Uh, I think we will, yeah. And, um, and no interjections from me, so all the better for the listeners. Absolutely. Jose Gomez obviously did a really good job keeping us up last season. I think it was his sole aim when he was appointed. And not only did he keep us up, he seemed to rejuvenate the club. There was a bit of life, a bit of passion come back into the players and into the fans. It was quite obvious we, we never had the highest attendances, but attendances were really down. And it just became an enjoyable place to be again. It became enjoyable football. And I think we were really optimistic that it was going to carry on into this season. And we did have a reasonable August. We got seven points from nine against teams like Cardiff, Huddersfield, West Brom. And then after that, it just kind of collapsed. We kind of started to feel that, oh, it's going to be another long, hard season. And 11 games in... I know it's not 
a massive amount of time, but I think we we had to act sooner rather than later. And it may have seemed harsh, but it's obviously benefiting us at the moment. It's certainly fair to say the appointment of Mark Bowen was a questionable one. He wasn't at the top of anyone's list, fans, bookies. And the fact that he was our sporting director, it, it was a little bit questionable. But he seems to be doing quite well at the moment. He's six games in, three wins, a draw, and decent performances against Brentford and Leeds. Um, we lost, obviously, quite late on last night against Leeds. But we put in a really good performance. It, it was solid defensively. And his style is a lot different to Jose Gomez's. It's not all about the possession and building from the back. It's a lot more direct. There's more pace behind it. And we just seem to be creating ideas. The squad seemed to be gelling together. And, yeah, hopefully we can start climbing the table and solid mid-table would be absolutely fine for me. We did spend a bit of money in the summer, but the most important player we got back was Ovi Ajaria on loan from Liverpool. And the fact that at the end of this season, we've got the option to sign him for three and a half million, it just seems like an absolute steal. He just absolutely dominates our midfield. And he really supports John Swift. Um, the last couple of seasons, Swift's kind of struggled. Um, he's not had the right type of players around him, but Ajaria's skill is just really bringing him to life as well. He's got a few assists, a couple of goals, and he's just really, really exciting to watch. Um, Sam Baldock is a little bit of a doubt. I think he had a hamstring injury uh, over the weekend. But Mark Bowen seems to think that he might be OK for Saturday. He was one of the players that Jose Gomez actually sidelined. And since he's been brought back into the team, he's been fantastic. So hopefully he's back fit for Saturday. Even though we have lost our last couple of games, we put in some really decent performances against Brentford and Leeds. They're obviously two really good teams in the Championship. And the fact that we could compete with them across the 90 minutes makes me quite optimistic for Saturday and really for the rest of the season. We just need to continue the good work that we've started under Mark Bowen. We look quite solid defensively. We've got a good back three of Liam Moore, Matt Miazga and Michael Morrison. And hopefully some of the creativity we started to see, we can create some really good goal scoring opportunities. I am actually going up on Saturday. I haven't been to Wigan for a while and I am really looking forward to it. So hopefully we can get the win. I'm going for 2-1 Redden. It seemed genuinely pleased with Bowen, which uh, is, is interesting because I don't think anybody would have thought they'd have appointed him. Um, and they said the last, she, she buys into what I say, the last two they've lost, but the performances were good. So she's very positive. We need, we need to, we need to bet our uh, pundits. Ben, how do you see the game going on uh, Saturday and what score? Oh, I think it'll be pretty even. I think uh, Reading have, have just come into a bit of form. Um, and I do think we'll see our home form start to pick up again after two, two defeats. I'd like to see us play Kiefer Moore and Joe Garner together again. I think it was an interesting setup, but I would like to see it at home. Um, I think I think it'll be. I think we'll just edge it two one, but I do think it'll be very tight. Two one, Paul score. Well, I'll go with two one. I'll be happy with that. Barry. Uh, the like Ben says, Reading have some good form. We've got. Couple of players back off long-term injury as well. A couple of big players. And one from Liverpool is good. And I think they'll cause us endless problems. Score. Uh, do you know what? I think we're going to lose. I think we're going to lose two 0 Adam, score. Uh, I think we'll win. I, I, I think those two results will play on the mind. So score. Uh, three 0 Three 0 Two 0 Reading win.
Right now, can see the next inside. Quick quiz. I'm going to give you the give you a clue and tell me who played for both. All right. Okay. Um, Welsh fullback who ended his career with brief spells at both clubs. Bowen. Matt Bowen. Yes. Uh, next, St Helens born fullback who joined Latics on loan from Oldham, joined Reading from Leicester before ending his pro career at Southampton. He was at Latics on loan through 92-93 and Reading 2005-2006. Correct. Ooh, Republic of Ireland striker now in coaching, brother also played for Reading. Yeah. Um, Hunt. No. Which one? No Hunt. No, there you go. Polish midfielder who signed for Latics as a youngster, also Swicker. Swicker. Striker who joined the Latics on Jason Monday Roberts from Cardiff City. Uh, Adam Lafondre. Correct. Mm. Oh. One half of Latics famous. Jason sh- Roberts. Omani <laughs> shot stopper. Just Jason Roberts. Former Middlesbrough and Cardiff left back joined Reading on loan from Latics. Oh. Yeah, we sent him though, didn't we? Yeah. Because he was a naughty boy. Um, oh, who were it? Anthony Taylor. It was. And the final one, manager um, of Stoke City. Actually, O'Neill. Yeah. Well done. That was uh, quickly rifle through. It's like we're almost running out of time on this show tonight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anyone else got anything else we'd like to bring to the table? No club business. Um, no, we've not got time tonight, so you can find it. It's on the menu, though. You can, put it, you can find it on the wingathletic.com. Uh, Which is an excellent site. It is. Um, so and I didn't get an email and I forgot uh, anyway anything else yeah just like I said I hope uh, this time next week Sammy and you have uh, 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 had our prediction shoved up our backsides well, yeah definitely really. but you know we'll see mm, yeah well I think, I think we'll have something to talk about next week we've got another guest next week don't we mm. yes yes yeah. we have and that'll be on socials so without further ado it's a good night from me good night from us up the ticks <laughs>